Hello and welcome to the live series podcast where I bring to you some of the best technology leaders across Europe who are prepared to give up their time to share their expertise, stories and ideas in a way to bring the tech community together and inspire the next generation of software professionals. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Paolo Dent who is the CTO at an organisation called Spacebase. Spacebase are a Berlin-based international booking platform for meeting rooms and workshop space globally. Paolo leads the development team of back-end and front-end engineers and has a career spanning over 15 years in tech. Today we're going to be discussing some of the challenges that he's faced during his career and discuss the advice that he has for other people who are looking to take a step into technical leadership in the future. So Paolo, Welcome to the show. Delighted to be speaking to you today. How are you? Doing great, thanks. Great. All, all things considered. All things considered, indeed. But um, yeah, it's really good to have you have you on the show. So the way that we usually start the show is to just really understand a little bit about you, tell us your story, and also how you've developed from a developer into a CTO position. Yeah. Oh, well, my story is long. I'm, I'm 50, I mean, <laughs> uh, so I had a lot of time to, to deal with uh, tech in various ways. When I was eight, my father used to take me to play with uh, mainframe terminals in the Polytechnical University of Milan. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I've been breathing uh, computers since I was uh, since you were little, yeah. Yeah, and uh, then uh, when I was uh, 20 or so, I started dabbling in actual uh, real programming and uh, stuff. First by cracking video games, of course, and then by learning to code with uh, um, Pascal and uh, Assembler. Wow. And, yeah, those were the days. <laughs> and uh, well, then I kept on doing other stuff mostly until I decided that coding was actually what I was reasonably good at. Yeah. And uh, I got a job uh, as a web developer uh, for uh, a publishing company in, uh, in Italy in uh, 2001. And then uh, I kept on plodding along until uh, I got here basically. And uh, I became a CTO, like, formally became a CTO only uh, three years ago, or four, three years. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but to be honest, I've been doing the same kind of stuff for most of my career. Uh, because uh, for a long time I've been a developer and designer and uh, maintainer and tech evangelist and uh, uh, season mean when back when we were called season means. So yeah. uh, it was sort of a natural uh, evolution to just. Yeah. Uh, did you always well, see yourself progressing into a CTO or to a leadership position? Is that all the you wanted to take, or is it just naturally progressed like that? Naturally, I uh, I'm not very ambitious, I guess. So I didn't really 
yearn for a position of responsibility or anything. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, but on the other hand, uh, there comes a time where it's either that or just realize you're, um, you're always going to just be Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I've been doing this for uh, long enough to try and spice things up. So. <laughs> Perfect. So, how, how have the um, obviously, you know, we, we all know that there's um, a global pandemic going on and there's a lot of challenges that we've faced over the last few months. Just talk to us about how the last few months have been for you and for the space, really. Yeah, well, Spacebase, uh, as you mentioned, is in uh, the is a booking platform, and uh, we uh, work in the meetings business. And there are very few other uh, other businesses that can be impacted quite as much. I mean, we could have been in the travel industry, and that would have been yeah. worse. So it could have yeah. been a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. Worse. But you're in that industry where you are obviously going to be impacted because people are not able to book that meeting room space yeah. they're in lockdown ultimately. Yeah, and uh, what this meant for us is that the first, uh, let's say, first month of the of the pandemic was like uh, tumbleweeds. I mean, uh, it oh, was right. just uh, nobody. Uh, was about to to book another meeting, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, luckily, the the leadership of the company uh, figured out uh, a few ways of uh, sort of mitigating the impact, mm. and so we we managed to survive so far, which is uh, <laughs> which is. Uh, that's, that's, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's that's um, yeah. You're in a lot more fortunate position than, than other businesses because um, it's massively impacted some industries. And fortunately, they've um, you know they've had no choice but to close down. So yeah, the silver lining is you're still there. You're still going, and obviously, if everyone can come out the other side, and then that's it, and then we can go again. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of concerned that when we finally come out. Um, the other side is going to be like Mad Max uh, or something. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, I don't expect like uh, for yours to really want to book a meeting. But, yeah. Uh, if that does not happen, I guess we're going to be in a reasonably good position. Mostly because we spent the last uh, the last few months uh, uh, cutting a lot of uh, dead weight from. Uh, from uh, the platform itself, uh, yeah, and uh, that that is good. I mean, first thing we had to do was figure out a way of reducing the fixed costs. Okay. Because because it's okay uh, it's okay to pay uh, a lot of money for I don't know Google services uh, when you actually have users who yeah. uh, benefit from them. When you don't, it's kind of a yeah. Yeah. Not, not do it. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I understand. I think I think that that's something that we've done as well as a business. You know, when you when you're back against the walls, you you have to take a look at everything, don't you, as a business, and, and decide 
what do you need, what do you not need, what, how can you take a step back and, and make those cuts, I suppose, from a product perspective, um, just to make sure that you do come out of the other side, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's uh, basically that's what we spent the first month uh, all day and trying to uh, should we load this here or there? And if we load it there, maybe it's going to be that uh, yeah. we are going to save 50 euros. Yeah. yeah. I think we went, I went a bit overboard with the saving 15, 15 or 50 euros. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so, what, what would you say has been the biggest challenge over this period, um, both yourself and, and, and your team um, during this kind of last three months? Uh, the real challenge is what happened in the following month, uh, months actually, because we've been at it for uh, the last couple of months, and it's preparing for the future. Uh, because, yeah. like, trying to you know, trying to save uh, the company from uh, the catastrophe was one thing. It was very e easy in a, in a certain way because that's what you need to do and uh, you know yeah. what you need to do and you just go ahead. Things uh, have become a bit harder uh, after that because uh, uh, we are in the middle of uh, a massive gigantic uh, change in the platform itself right. and uh, we are doing that uh, with uh, reduced uh, personnel of course because we yeah. can't we can't afford to hire tens uh, and yeah. hundreds of developers and uh, and figuring out what to do, how to do, and uh, doing this uh, in a sort of uh, continuous uh, integration and delivery way. Yeah. Why? So we we need to keep everything uh, up and running, even though we are completely changing everything else. It's, so who, who, who's, uh, whose responsibility ultimately is that to, to look at that and, and to make those changes? Is that something that you would discuss with the higher management team? Do you, do you get input from the, the development team as well? Or how, how does that kind of work? Uh, that is, um, it's mostly the, well, it, it's actually a sort of a coral, can you, can you say that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a coral uh, thing because we, all of the of the teams are going to be massively impacted by yeah. these changes that we are we in the development team are preparing, and uh, so we need to try and uh, do things uh, in uh, the least impactful way for, uh, uh, that we we can figure out uh, because it's. Uh, I mean. It's really massive, and uh, I, uh, yeah. I can't bother. I can't uh, bore you uh, with uh, explaining the whys and wherefores of, of everything. But yeah, just uh, a titanic uh, thing, and and so we basically were trying to the, to uh, have the development team do small changes that are then validated by the responsible team. Ideally, without the responsible team being even aware that a change was made. Right, so okay. that, that is uh, the ultimate goal for the time being. And all of this is uh, in, uh, 
in a future perspective because uh, this is what we need to do now to be able to do even larger things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. how how did you how did you adapt um, from realizing that this pandemic had, had happened? Um, and that you were going to have to make all of the changes and then you moved into those next couple of months. How, how have you adapted and what changes did you put into place, I suppose? Um, and where, what are things like now, now that you've made those changes? Um, we, we had uh, our last quarter uh, meeting before the very last. Back in uh, February, I think. Uh, yeah. And uh, it was already rather bad in Italy. And uh, I was, uh, of course, an Italian, so I, uh, I'm in contact with uh, Italians. And uh, I, I was very concerned about the yeah. situation. Uh, I was kind of the only one but, uh, to be that concerned. Yeah. Uh, in a few weeks, uh, well, not even weeks, like a few days after that meeting, the situation was clearly uh, going to be uh, yeah. uh, plummeting down. Yeah. And so we started thinking about all the possible ways and to, to deal with it. And uh, we started making changes to the platform to try and uh, let people book spaces uh, even though the pandemic was still raging. Things were happening, yeah. 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 So uh, things like uh, we, I think we were, we've been uh, the first or definitely among the first to show a badge for uh, uh, venues and spaces that uh, are, uh, that can respect the coronavirus virus. Uh, distancing uh, uh, measures, so uh, and uh, all the protections like uh, hand sanitizer on the table, right, okay. and yeah. uh, you can have the spaces uh, so and so, uh, and uh, the uh, capacity of rooms is massively reduced, of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And but uh, we we did that. Uh, we managed to deliver that real quick. Uh, and uh, I think that was uh, a good idea, and uh, yeah. I I think that helped us as well in, with uh, survival and so on. And yeah. Then there's uh, there's been some uh, uh, human intervention. Uh, there is uh, we have been uh, contacting spaces, uh, space providers actually uh, to try and. Uh, you know, Keep them on board, yeah. and uh, yeah. we have uh, we've been contacting uh, the bookers to see if they wanted to postpone a meeting right. rather than cancel it altogether. Uh, yeah. and, and so it's been a, a, a lot, yeah. really busy time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Perfect. the platform is better for that. I so what, where, where do you, what are you hoping for in the future now? Um, you've come through this period and it seems like you were quite able to, or quite good in the way that you're able to put certain measures in place before even some companies now have not managed to even 
um, put those type of changes in place and you were doing that back in March and February time. So where are, you, where are you up to now and what are you hoping for, I guess, in, in the future, really? In the, business? Uh, the, the main goal is to go back to at least the, the, the traffic we used to have and uh, the, uh, the bookings we used to have. Uh, so, so we are trying to do that uh, in every possible way of yeah. course. And um, I, I think that the, the coronavirus uh, uh, impact on our business is pretty much done. I don't think we're going to make further changes just for that. Now yeah. we're, we're actually worrying about uh, how do we grow the business uh, in a possibly more uh, uh, more pandemic safe uh, okay. Okay. way so from that side of things it's quite it's quite positive that you've managed to come through that and you've you faced challenges you've overcome them and you're now in a position where you're probably not going to be impacted anymore it's now about rebuilding ultimately and coming through it and, and progressing from there. Am I right in thinking because you do um, meeting space all across the globe in certain countries where there's um, where there's less of an impact on, on the virus that you can still continue to, to offer the service in those areas of the world as well? Yeah, we, we do offer the service, but to be uh, uh, completely honest, uh, Germany is by far our most uh, active right. So Germany is where we need the business to start picking up. To start to pick up. Yeah, perfect. So I suppose finally, if there was one piece of advice that you'd give to maybe a junior member of, of the team or somebody out there who's looking to make that step in their career into a um, a manager or a CTO, what advice would you give them? Uh, Not wanting yeah. to put you too much on the spot. <laughs> I, I guess that the, the main, the single thing that I would uh, recommend is try and be a nice person. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I'm not sure I. I am actually a nice person, but that's definitely what I try to do and because uh, almost everything else can be learned uh, and can be learned on the job uh, to, it's, I mean, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, being able to deal with uh, uh, the various stakeholders and uh, the members of your team, which are definitely going to make you mad. Uh, every several hours uh, <laughs> and uh, doing so in a way that does not alienate completely uh, alienate you completely from other people and yeah. and doesn't make you uh, actually uh, doesn't like dislikes from your team I suppose yeah I, I mean you you need to leave with them and you need to live with yourself yeah. And, yeah. 
and uh, I think that managing, trying to manage conflict uh, in, uh, in my role is the single most important thing. The rest is, I mean, if you even think about becoming a skill, that already means that you're uh, a nerd and uh, you're a fanatic about uh, tech and yeah. you're, you love uh, your job and you're think at least you have some uh, shreds of ambition and yeah. so on. So those are all already taken care of. Uh, being being friendly when possible and being uh, not too uh, obnoxious when you can be friendly. I think those are traits that I definitely welcome other people. So I, yeah, great. I, I, That's that. I wholeheartedly agree with you. You know, you can't, um, you've got to lead by example, you know, you can't, um, yeah, you're dealing with people and you have to understand that from their perspective and different ideas. So, you, yeah, and yeah. I've been posting regularly on LinkedIn about this recently, about being kind. There's not enough kindness in the world. And um, yeah, if people can, yeah, just have that quality about them, I think that the workplace, the world and, and everything like that will be a, a much better place. So um, it's really refreshing. Yeah, so, yeah, nice. So and, uh, of course, now you will receive emails from uh, the devs in my team that say, "No, no, no, that's <laughs> a complete um, jerk." Yeah. I, I, I very much doubt that. I very much doubt that. But um, I really appreciate your time, Paolo. Thank you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your insights and and, and your advice that you've given to other people. Thanks everybody else for for watching. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, if you can, if you can share like and um, share amongst your friends and colleagues would really appreciate it but paolo thank you very much for your time and thank you i'll see everybody else in the next episode